0: Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of
1: Goofy. and Awesome Paul here with the Blake
2: and Sal Show. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. This is Tad Stones. Hello, this is Jim Cummings. I'm calling to say hello to my close personal friends Blake and Sal. This
1: is Leese, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co creator of the Teenage
2: Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, of course we are. It's the Blake and Sal Show. And don't forget to remember to tune in and watch it with your ears. Pretty cool. C-tuned or you might get de tuned
1: And you are listening to The Blake and Sal Show, the most dangerous podcast on the
2: internet. Fire up! And I'm not even supposed to be here today. And you are listening to The Blake and Sal Show, of course. Unfortunately, Sal wasn't here when I recorded this. So, Blake, you're the best. George. Blake without Sal is like the turkey without the stuffing, and you can't break tradition. I needed to push away Afraid to say what was on my mind Afraid to say what I need to say
0: Too many things that you said about me When I'm not around You think having the upper hand Means you gotta keep putting me down But I've had too many handoffs with you It's about as much as I can stand So I'm waiting until the upper hand is mine One
2: minute's your option One minute's not Watch you drop Make it normal number-
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 174 of the number one most downloaded show on Filling the Void Podcast Network, The Blake and Sal Show. And, Blake, Sal's off this week, um. so I'll be having a couple of special guests on throughout the show, and I'll explain all that in a minute. Background right now, you're hearing Linkin Park hit the floor. Had to play a little Lincoln Park on their first show back. After everything was Chester Bennington, I had to play something in Lincoln Park because I grew up in Lincoln Park. So, um, had to play Hit the Floor, which is one of my personal favorites. So, I'll fade this out now and I'll get to today's show. I'm going to have two special guests on. First will be Frankie DeFalco it's from Bruce City Wrestling. i will be talking about next week's State Fair show that I will be at. Um, doing a special live pre-show next Thursday. All details will be announced and explained in a couple of minutes. Also, I'm gonna have Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Heating and and Turtles, because he has a special um, Kickstarter campaign that's starting on August 1st, and he's here to talk about it. So that'll be coming up a little later in the show. Help support the show. We got more up op- ways to support the show. First of all, Amazon links on the top of the Blake and Salto.com. Also, starting today is the first announcement. We have t shirts over at TeePublic. Um, links are up on Blake, the BlakeSouthShow.com. Also, if you go to teepublic.com and search the South Show, you will find right now our two shirts. It is our logo, one with text, one without text. You can get it in all shapes and sizes and colors. And if you don't want a t shirt, there are phone cases, there's mugs, stickers, and everything you'd want to help support the show there. Alright, let's get right into the show. First things first, let's throw it over to Frankie DeFalco from Bruce City Wrestling as he talks about the Bruce City Wrestling Show at the Wisconsin State Fair. (laughs) This special edition is from Through City Wrestling, Frankie DeFalco. Frankie, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Blake. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm actually really excited because as we're um, posting this up on Friday morning, we are less than a week away from State Fair. It's going to be a really fun day next week. Before we get to that, I do want to ask,
2: how do Summerfest shows go? How do those go? I'll tell you. I'm totally exhausted from the month of July alone. We had seven huge shows. July 1st and 2nd, we packed them in again. Over 4,000 people both days over at Milwaukee Summerfest. We were invited again for next year. So now this will be our fourth year coming up. That's crazy. July 3rd, we were in Franklin, Wisconsin, We had such a great turnout there. We invited again for next year for that. That'll be our fourth year there. And then on July 4th, Independence Day, America's birthday, we were in Watertown, Wisconsin. We were part of the parade, had a packed show, over 1,000 people for that. Last year, they had Whitesnake, the band Whitesnake there. Guess how many people showed up to see Whitesnake? I'm going to say less than (laughs) 1,000. Let's just say that there were 40 people. There. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so we're invited next year, 4th of July, to Watertown again. <laughs> so um, it, it's just been crazy. You know, seven solid shows in the month of July. Everyone's exhausted, but it comes up again, starting again. The Summer Sizzler Tour, August 3rd, Wisconsin State Fair. Lake, I tell you, it's going to be huge, and this will be
0: our sister there. Yeah, this will be my third State Fair show attending. I'm really excited. That's <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, I got everything up in front of me. I will say the announcement that got posted up right before we on the air to you posted up is that I'm actually happy about this one. It's well, for girls, $2 a day. So if you come to State yep. Fair, um, it's what is it? Two non-perishable food items, and you get in for two dollars, just like last year. So that was, so that's really cool. You can't go wrong. That's
2: that's a big thing that we that we do over at the Wisconsin State Fair is that any person who brings two or more non-perishable food items for the less fortunate, you know, that go on in this world, can get in the fair all day long for just two dollars. Whether it's a two-dollar bill, eight quarters. You know, two singles, it doesn't matter. You get to see great professional wrestling from Bruce City Wrestling, and then you get to spend the day at the fair, right? Do all the rides and the food and gaining about 50 pounds with all the fried (laughs) winkies and fried alligator, and oh,
0: my God. Yeah, I got to gain back the seven pounds I just lost. Uh (laughs) Oh, good. We'll talk about that. Yes. Um, So I'm looking at here – you announced last Friday that we have the um, Hockey Talk Man, Gregor Hare Valentine, and Jimmy Hart coming. These are the big yeah. three, the big three um, old school wrestlers coming. That's a very
2: big deal. That those are three big it names. Is. You know, what? when you have rhythm and blues, you've got to have the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, with them. So they are going to be taking on High Society, which is Derek St. Holmes Esquire. And the fabled one, Asat Mitchell. Very cool. That is going to be taking place next Thursday. Very cool, very August cool. 3rd.
0: Also, Cheeseburger will be there from Ring of Honor. I'm a big fan of his.
2: Yeah. I, I've always loved him. <laughs> so, Yeah, Ring of Honor's very own Cheeseburger, you know, he's... Well, we all know who he is, but he's a battler and he's a fighter, you also. Know? It's going to be very good for
0: them. Yes, I, I was joking on the Facebook page, Um, is Junk Food reuniting for this event? And I got a big yes, am I correct? Yes,
2: they are. Tyler <laughs> Sunday, the king of ice cream, and Cheeseburger Junk Food will be teaming up against on that city.
0: Okay, all right, that is just fine. Are there any other matches you'd like to tell our audience about that are going on, though?
2: Yes, the AWF, AIWF Women's Championship will be defended by the Midwest Slayer, Stacy Shadows, against none other than her biggest pain in the butt, Lena Dioro. and then for the Bruce City Wrestling Women's Championship, Sierra battles Vanessa Azuri, the Blue Phoenix. Very cool. Very, very cool. There's going to be six matches on each show. That is very
0: awesome. I know I remember last year everything was nicely split up to start or on separate
2: shows last year. It was actually really cool how yep. they did that. Yeah. So well last year, I mean, being our 50 year anniversary there, State Fair made it, you know, that much more special for us. So I went out and I mean, last year was by far one of the biggest names that we ever had there. With the Rock and Roll Express, Hall of Famers, Steve Carino and this is his son. Um, Nikolai Volkov, Takana—it's
0: just amazing. I know. Awesome Kong actually got a kind got of promo for our show that night. Yes. That was really cool.
2: So. Awesome Kong was there too. That's right.
0: Yes. So overall, and I will, I will tell—I will do the plug right here for on our end. I will be there one hour before the first show. We'll be doing a live pre-show, and I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited. I haven't done a live road show. Yet, yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun for me to get things working here. So I got all my equipment ready to go fun. for this.
2: So. Um, yeah, just so everyone knows, too, we will be there at 10 a.m. Gotcha. For all the meet and greets. And the uh, stars will have all the merchandise out there for sale. So come on out um, and meet the Honky Tonk Man, uh, WWE's World's Greatest Intercontinental Champion wwe hall of famers great the hammer valentine and the mouth of the south jimmy hart ring of honor's cheeseburger tna's Marche rocket's going to be there ring of honor's beer city bruiser and it's star studded once again and you don't see nothing like that anywhere else except for Bruce city wrestling
0: yes and i i will say i i was bringing this up with some people that don't live around here and they're kind of jealous <laughs> with this kind of a show going on every year and i i I'm excited. I was telling people at work, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm off I'm off next Thursday from work. And they're like, well, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm going to State Fair for the Brew City show. That's one of the main reasons I'm going to State Fair is for this ah. show. <laughs> so,
2: You know, I heard one of the things this year, Blake, is having deep fried cream puffs. Oh, my God. That's, wow. Do you believe that? That's going to be insane. So- I mean, the cream puff alone has 1,500 calories. Now you're gonna deep fry it? Oh, yeah, Come yeah.
0: on! That's that's what's the problem? That's a mess of pro- I didn't hear about that until just now. That's wow. heart
2: attack waiting to happen. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, all right, just so people uh, yeah. know where to find this, it'll be at the activity stage. For those who don't know, that's yes. right in the um, ex- in the um, exhibition center, right in the back. It's in the expo center. Yeah. Just
2: it's in the southwest corner of the expo center.
0: Yes. Um. And for those who don't know that, just go to the Exposition and go straight to the back, pretty much. That's what we did last year, and it was easy to find. Yep. You can't miss it. You really can't. Exactly.
2: Plus, the fact you guys they have the announcers. Yep. And then after that, of course, August 18th, the Summer Sizzler Show. Yes, yeah, so the, and that's the Sierra show. is going to ban, after what just happened this past Friday, Sierra turned out to ask for a rematch hasn't. Oh, excuse me. I just uh, drank a bunch of water. That's okay. good. Sierra's going to battle Evil Biss in a special stipulation match. She hasn't even going to make it public within the next uh, week or so. Gotcha. Those two seem
0: to be having yeah. a crazy feud in this past few months. So, since every time we talk, no, they're fighting each other.
2: <laughs> a, right. She's had an infatuation for her for the last six months. And now, you know, this thing is boiling over, so. Yeah, it's
0: insane. I I will say I I um I follow Sierra on Snapchat and her during matches doing the Snapchat's up hysterical. I, I, oh, I watch it yeah. all the time. makes me laugh. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. On that yeah. note, Frankie, I, I I we know we usually keep this short, so thank you so much. I appreciate mm-hmm. everything. I will see you Thursday morning. I am really really excited good. for this. Thank you for taking time out again today for me to talk about this. Stuff. Anytime, and
2: if anybody anybody wants to follow us, go to BruceCityWrestling1.com for all the upcoming shows, ticket information, and everything else. Blake, I'm going to see you next Thursday at State Fair. Definitely, the shows I'll... are at noon and two thirty, so everybody knows. Sounds like a plan. I'll see you there. Take care.
0: Take care. All right, Blakey. Bye bye. Bye bye. And also, like I said, one hour before at eleven a.m., meet up with me. I'll be doing a live show. With this microphone in hand, on my phone, it's going to be fun, live on Spreaker Radio, um, one hour before the show. It's 11 a.m. to 12 noon, right up my, my plan. It's to go right up to the bell time, and try to get as many people on as I can, and then I'll try to get more interviews for the Friday show after the first show. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. You heard Frankie, he's excited, I'm excited. Join us on Thursday.
2: Hi everyone, it's Mandy, and when I'm not playing Mrs.
0: Blake or Dean Ambrose's biggest fan or spoiler alert Olga, I can be found on mke momsblog.com. There are 30 amazing women in the Milwaukee area who make up the mke moms blog team. And we're all passionate about giving back to the community, about life, and loving our families. You can find us over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or at mkemomsblog.com.
2: Please check it out and support us. Thanks!
0: Alright, next up, as promised, we have Kevin Eastman. He is the creator of the T-Day Newton Ninja Turtles. He is here to talk about his Kickstarter campaign that is launching on August 1st, Drawing Blood, the story behind the story. So let's throw it to me talking to Kevin Eastman about this upcoming project. Alright, as promised, before the break, I have on the line, not only the creator of the T.A. Mutant Ninja Turtles, but the man behind a brand new Kickstarter campaign, Kevin Eastman. Kevin, how you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is
0: exciting. Oh, it's no problem whatsoever. Let's get right into things. You have a um, brand new Kickstarter campaign starting on the 1st. It is called Drawing Blood. Am I correct? Is the title correct, right?
1: Yeah, that's 100% correct. Yeah, we. Uh, it's really exciting. You know, I've been watching. Uh, I love the evolution and, and all the opportunities that uh, Kickstarter brings to so many creators um, looking to launch original properties and that kind of stuff. And uh, it, Really exciting. I've, I've, I've um, uh, participated in many of them, supporting many of them, but at the same time, I feel like What I love about them, it really took me back to my roots uh, in the sense that, you know, Pete and I um, used our own money as well as uh, we borrowed some money from a few family members to fund the first issue of the Turtles. And so I feel like, you know, with the original sort of raw idea or cool idea like drawing blood, I I felt like, you know, going back to those roots and and creating something that's you know, uh, besides it being created owned own, it, it's something that's uh, no editors, no publishers, no restrictions. Just we want to do a story exactly the way uh, I want to see the story done. So I'm, I'm looking for support from so many of those awesome fans have been so awesome <laughs> to me these past 34 years with the Turtles. Uh, I'm hoping they dig this project. I, I really do.
0: Well, I'd, I I always do love good Kickstarter campaigns. I know I the last one I was involved in was actually the Mystery Science Theater one, and we all know how that went. So, that, yes, that yeah. went fantastic. <laughs> so. Yeah,
2: it's
0: really, you know, you think
1: about it, think like that's where, you know, I always felt like, whether it be independent comic books, independent film, you know, think about the musicians that are putting up the videos on YouTube or art. Yeah. That's a good point. art or comic book, or, I mean, that's, the independent The independent nature is really... Uh, that's where that's where the the, the heart and soul of uh, creativity really
0: lies. Trust me, I'm an independent podcaster, so I completely understand. <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I hear you, man. You're so right.
0: So, well, let's talk about the um, let's talk about the, what we're talking about here, and what is the story behind um, drawing blood, and how did we get here?
1: It, that, it's it's uh, really really cool fun that. You know, I, I've been in the business uh, comics. You know, one being a fan most of my young life, and then you know, I think I was 21 when the, Peter and I self-published the first issue of the Turtles. And not only you know did I go through a number of um, pretty, pretty uh, fun and exciting and, and 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 crazy experiences within the world of comic books and everything that came outside of that entertainment, Hollywood, animation, toys, but I've got so many friends um, that I've, I've known for you know a couple decades now that have gone through so many similar experiences. I mean, you think of, you know, uh, Alan Moore, Frank Miller, um, you know, there's so many contemporaries, you know, the, the all those awesome image guys. And everybody's, you know, had their own path and their own journey. Um, and this sort of goes back to some of my original inspirations, which is where I, uh, the spark of Drawing Blood started, was, um, you know, guys like Jack Kirby, who, you know, we love so much, who created most of the the Marvel Universe, along with Stan Lee and so many others. He did um but a lot of those guys at that time and in their lifetime never really profited from the success of the characters. So it was, you know, it was a hard road for them. They enjoyed what they, that they did, but they couldn't reap the, you know, the, the successes that they had. Um, but in particular, I was a, a big fan of Wally Wood and Wally Wood was one of those genius, uh, uh innovators and inspirations from, from, of my earliest uh, years with the EC comics and, and so many things he did after, but he had a, you know kind of an unfortunate um, kind of tragic life um, and, and I remember reading this article with this uh, interview was talking about all the things that he's contributed to comics how he redefined the look of comic book science fiction and, and storytelling and those kinds of things and and the interview said, "How you know, how, you're a legend. I mean, how do you, what do you feel when people tell you? Let's say that to you that, you know, Wally Wood, you're a legend. And, and the quote he he said was, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would, I would cut off both my hands. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really tragic. Um, and, and, you know, you think about tortured artists, whether you're talking of you know, tortured musicians, uh, obviously, you Jackson Pollock, you know, um, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Well, I just thought there was an interesting story here to tell, um, but I wanted to set it in our world, which is me, you, uh, the people listening in the world of comic books is not really, you know, to my recollection, recollection in recent years, there hasn't really been any, anything of this type um, set in our world, the world of comics. And so I really wanted to come up with this—I uh, call it totally fictional true story—where <laughs> um, <laughs> I created uh, me. Actually, David Avaloni as co-creator. We, uh, we 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 planted the seed and grew the idea together, if you will. Um, but we wanted to kind of kind of combine, uh, you know, a pinch of uh, say Breaking Bad, a pinch of. Cadeus starts out young because it goes kind of everything's set sort of in the here and now but we flash back to some of his inspirations when he was a kid it flashes a little bit forward into uh, these some hallucinatory scenes <laughs> um, um, but we wanted to put this, this character through the paces where um, he's looking for uh, his path back to creativity the path back to that that Sparkle, and spark in his in his eye, if you will, that made him want to draw comic books in the first place. because he's kind of lost his way uh, amongst uh, so many crazy things going on in his life. And uh, uh, so this dude, there's everything in here. I mean, again, there's gunfights, there's you know, thugs, there's hookers, there's um you know, the, it, it's 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 themed. Uh, it's got a nice edge to it. Doesn't go too far, but there's certainly a decent edge to it. But it's um, set in the world of comic books.
0: It's funny because you're almost describing what i think anybody almost say like in their 20s goes through where it's like you're you're, you're driving yeah. you're driving you're driving and then all of a sudden you hit a wall and you don't know how to get out of that wall i think it sounds like you're describing
1: <laughs> No, you're exactly right and thanks for pointing that out because it is so true i mean you think you know i mean dude When i was you know i remember not thinking i'm going to re- reach age 21 or age 25 and, and you know when you're when you're growing up at, and and discovering the world and and having success or uh, limited success or no success. I mean, the frustration uh, can be equal on on each of those levels. And it really is, it can be tumultuous. Uh, You know, again, if you're applying it to, you imagine, you know, look at um, sports stars or musicians or young actors, uh, the same uh, rule of uh, school of thought uh, can be applied to uh, to comic book artists. I mean, it's, it's a it's a real bonafide industry. I mean, when you think of um, where people can do very well, especially with creator-owned properties now. Um, you know, when I was younger, and I remember telling you know nine or ten years old, telling my parents I want to be cartoonist like Jack Kirby. When I grew up, they they had this mortified look, like oh my goodness, we're going to have one of those kids that never moves out of the basement. Uh, you can't, you know, his saying. You can't make a living doing comic books. You're crazy. You have to learn a trade so you can support your family. Um, these days, it's not you know completely unreasonable to think that you could uh, start and, and have a, a decent, uh, respectable career in in comics, and that's that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it is, it's, it's true. It's a whole different life now. It's actually like that in just about every field. It feels like where, in the digital age, you can make yourself famous just by putting something on line. That's kind of what it is now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is great. You know, it really it's, you know like goes back to the very start of our conversation. You know, the independent podcaster, independent um, you know musician, independent artist. Uh, you know, and I do. You know, people ask me today like, hey, well, how can I break into comics these days? And it's like, online, man. It's like you know, get out there, social media, show your stuff. You know, meet <laughs> people. Uh, you do, there's ways you can reach a global audience instead of back when Pete and I did it. It was you know a limited number of comic stores in the states and those distribution system. You know, to them, and that was that was our only outlet back in those days. So there's a, a world of opportunities out there, especially for independents.
0: Yeah, it's very, very true. Well, taking us back to here, you were describing the different details. What in the Kickstarter campaign itself? What can people expect you they sign up for the Kickstarter? What's the price range going on? What's all the details for that part of it right there?
1: Sure. Well, you know, you can find out some some basic grassroots details. And anything you want to find out about um, the drawing by Kickstarter, you can go to kevinesmithstudios.com. It's my 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 fan site, which you know, says where I am, what I'm doing, conventions I'm going to be at, you know, different things upcoming, coming coming and going and comings and goings and all that stuff. But the vision we have for the the story of Chain Bookman is, <laughs> with this um, particular volume, it's going to be a trade paperback um, where we'll have basically we call it volume one, which is the first um, what would be kind of the equivalent, I guess, four comic book issues. Um, in one trade which sort of takes you from the beginning and you start your journey of discovering, you know, through some flashbacks and everything sort of set in here and now. Um, Ben Bishop is the main series artist. I'll have a couple pages of flashbacks in each issue and Troy Little is going to be adapting and recreating the, uh, he's going to be recreating the radically radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls issue which is uh, the thing that sort of set Shane down this path of success and then uh, disarray uh, these three Feline samurai uh, cat characters, um, so there'd be some hallucinations where some he's, he's haunted by some of his characters. He flashbacks, remembers remember where you know his original inspirations are, and while he's struggling through, you know, gangsters and thugs and you know just different characters around his life, other artists uh, in, in the world of comics. Um, but if you broke it down to say, if we were doing a monthly comic, uh, David Avalone, the co-creator and I, we've got enough material to do, you know, three years of monthly issues. Oh, wow. But, um, you know, uh, but right now we want to start with the first four in case everybody hates it, which I hope they don't. Um, but this first um, this first volume uh, starts you down the path and tells, uh, lets you know what you're in for. So if, uh, if the fans dig it, then, then hopefully they'll continue to support it if we can continue, uh, continue working on the series. So the kick chart itself will basically offer the trade paperback, and if we hit a, hit a certain milestone, um, They'll get the uh, radically rearranged *On the Right* dolls issue uh, free. Um, uh, if we hit them, if we hit a mark, we want to reward them. You know, hey, here's the trade paperback. Um, you get the digital copy, of the trade paperback, and then you know, if we hit our if we hit our level, we're gonna give you the 32-page uh, origin of the Ragdolls for free. I,
0: by the way, I give you credit for saying that so quickly. I was reading that the press release, I'm like, I don't know how you say that so fast. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you know, so it's the same as, you know, even though I still stumble on things, you need to use the turtles, you know, like I've just done it long enough, but it is one of those uh, kind of, um, it's, you know, when you, when you think back of, you know, it's almost looking at what we're doing with Drawing Blood in some respects is similar to what we did with the turtles, um, first issue, in that it started really as a parody of all things comic books. And we're sort of parodying, uh, you know, the comics industry, parodying, you know, the things that Within it. But it's all set, you know. I mean, even in this storyline, Shane Book from the storyline, I exist. The world of comics, you know, there's, you know, Howard Shaken, anybody that we know in the world of comics today, they all exist and they are in wow. this world. It's an awareness. So he's, he's, uh, his story is just taking place in the world that we already know. Um, but it's a crazy aversion because it's uh, obviously there's a there's a whole lot of fiction and a whole lot of good, funky stuff in there.
0: Yeah, the way you said it, it sounds kind of meta, actually. It's not a bad thing, actually, a good thing because that's relevant now. People do like meta stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, and it's you know it's at the end of the day we're lucky that we you know, get to work in this medium and the goal and the dream for any a project we we uh, approach is you know hopefully we create interesting characters that people care about and we tell good stories. That we can, you know uh, that's the intent, that's the dream, and and hopefully that, that that you know if we accomplish that and it starts resonating with with fans, hopefully we'll have something that they want to they want to hang with us for more adventures of uh, Shane Bookman.
0: It's, we're sitting here talking about it and I, I was, I was pretty, pretty last minute reading my, it's been a busy week for me, so I was sitting reading all this stuff at work today and I'm like, the more, the more I'm talking to you, the more excited I am for this, I'm not going to lie, I'm really <laughs> excited about this now and um, it all start uh-huh. everything gets started on the 1st, which is a really, really cool, actually start August up, start end of the summer with this Kickstarter, which is a very cool idea. Easy day to remember. It'll be Tuesday, August first. We did that at midnight, first thing in the morning. How's that going to work? I think we're going to shoot for. Uh,
1: there's a little bit of discussion right now whether it's going to be uh, ten o'clock uh, or twelve o'clock uh, West Coast time. But uh, just because you know we're we're looking at the best, you know, where we can sort of start with a bang and reach people on both coasts that they're if they're you know hearing about this and they getting excited, and they want to come come join. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be August first, um, no later than noon, uh, West Coast time, August uh, August first, and yeah, we'll run it for 30 days, and you know, um, you'll see lots of uh, cool stuff. We've got some, you know, besides the video and all that stuff. We, you know, Ben Bishop again, the main series, august is uh, well into the first issue, and so we're we're, we're proceeding with the work regardless because um, we're passionate about it. Um, so we're we'll introduce you to uh, lots of behind the scenes and what's going on. And, and, as we start down this start down this journey together, then uh, uh, we want you to get as excited as we are about it.
0: Well, that is very cool. And actually, I'm excited to have this on right after Comic-Con, because we didn't really have a bunch of a Comic-Con stuff on this end. So I had to put this up right after Comic-Con. We're here. <laughs> That's really exciting. Oh,
1: did, did you guys make it up for Comic-Con? I'm, or I'm, in, Milwaukee.
0: A, I'm yeah. in Milwaukee. So I, going out there oh, awesome. is it's a little bit more difficult for me. Like I would have been at the D23 it's Expo if I had a choice in the last month. So that's, <laughs> that's me, though. So. But Comic-Con yeah, it's, it's had to bad, be an experience, I, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I love it. I mean, this was uh, my first year at Comic-Con was uh, in 1985. Um, so I guess this year would have been my 32nd year. Nice. Um, but I, you know... I actually, you know, I love Comic Con is his hometown. I live in San Diego, um, but you know, it it can be pretty manic. It's it's so big. It's like you know, even going to New York City Comic Con these days. It's 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 comparable, at least if not bigger, about the same size as uh, San Diego. But I love, personally, like I said, Courtney and I, uh, my wife and I, we do um, uh, about 12 to 15 shows each year, depending. And and I almost prefer the the medium to small shows because um, I. I talk way too much, and I love talking to my like fans. And I don't want to. I feel bad, you know. I don't want to like, hey, let's hurt him through. It's like, no, I want to. I like to spend a minute, and, you know, just chat him up and uh, enjoy that. So um, the smaller, the medium, the smaller ones are, are some of my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's done a lot like Kevin Smith when it comes to that kind of stuff. You love to talk to your fans, which I do appreciate. Yep. a fun He's conversation, great, you know, and I, like, you know,
1: that's the same kind. Of, I embrace that. You know, I really think that. You know, guys kind of like, you know, to me, my my first uh, when I met when I the first time I met Jack Kirby, he was so thoughtful and kind and the way that he told these stories that he just really adored what he did he loved that his fans supported and I, I always thought to myself If you know if I was lucky enough to have fans like Jack Kirby you know or any fans at all I, I hope I, I live up to the the same respects like the, a legend like that did and and I met Kevin Smith a few times, and he is just, you know, besides being a great guy, he's very, uh, very passionate about his fans and really uh, uh, it, it gets along with, you know, shows the respect and he, he's, it shows the the character that he's made of, you know. It's okay. awesome.
0: Okay, and while we're in the comic world, I'm actually friends with um, Aaron Sparrow. Who is a Darkwing Duck comic guy And I'm friends with him So he's a good guy As well So I will awesome. plug him He's a good guy
2: <laughs> So
0: awesome. On this note On that wonderful note I will wrap things up here And you want to get Our last minute plug Out of the way here For August 1st Go for it It's all you
1: Thank you Thank you Thank you Yes fans And, and awesome people Uh our people, the people, the comic book people. Yes, Drawing Blood is a Kickstarter on August 1st. Uh, It it uh, features a character named Shane Bookman. The whole story is crazy, fun, cool, uh, and it takes place in our world, the world of comic books. Uh, So please check us out on Kickstarter. Uh, Check me out on uh, kevinneesmcubios.com. You get lots more intel there, but um, if you see something you like, hopefully uh, you will, and that you'll join and help us uh, bring Shane the, the story behind the stories of Shane Bookman. Let's bring him to life.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking time today. I just, it was a lot of fun, Kevin. I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate your time, and hopefully we get to talk again. We don't have to wait another year before
0: we talk again. <laughs> hope not. I hope so not. We'll talk again soon. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs>
2: Alright,
0: that's it for this week's show Our show is part of the Filling the Void Podcast Network Available on iHeartRadio, Speaker Radio Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio Player FM, TuneIn Radio And SoundCloud For more information on our show Go to show.com Our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages And comment and leave a rating Rate review And we will read them on the show At a future date Next week, as I mentioned, I think a few times at this point, I'm going to be live from State Fair at the Activity Stage for the Brew City Wrestling State Fair shows. Um, hopefully getting some interviews, talking to people, having a very good time. And then Friday will be the second part of the show road show with more interviews and more conversation that didn't get on the live show. So that'll be all next week. Um, that's that. That being said, on behalf of my special guests, Frankie DeFernico and Kevin Eastman, like I said, Sal's off, it Sal's off this week, so I'm Blake, and you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everyone.
2: We love tonight, that glass of wine, that did it. There was something about that kiss Girl, it did me in Got me thinking